Yesterday, I had trouble pronouncing the name Pepio. Today, it was almost pronounced perfect. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, how could I have a lower third that says my name is Sully? I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last decade or so, and I have been part of the Locked On Podcast Network for the last five years. Follow us at Locked On. MLB pods on Twitter, whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, on Instagram, you can follow me. I'm your pal Solomon, Solid Baseball on Twitter, Solid Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And check us out on the YouTube. And please subscribe and subscribe to all the great shows in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. This show is being dropped on the eighth day of September 2023. It's brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB. Enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. All right. Um, it's really we're entering that period of time where things are getting super tight. And, you know, I, I do the summer score. And some of you know that where I track where teams, the number of days, the number of times a team has been in a position for a postseason spot starting with Memorial Day because I think it's insane to look at the standings before Memorial Day. It's too small a sample size. It's only two months. Well, right right now we have less than we have less than half of that for the rest of this year. So that's the size, sample size we have now. Um, taking account from the beginning of Memorial Day, which is psychologically the beginning of summer right through now if your team every day that your team is in position for a you know wild card spot or a postseason spot that's a positive day for that fan base wake up say hey we'd be a playoff team right now um and what happened the other day when the rangers just had the doors blown off the dump when they were just absolutely throttled in that sweep at the hands of the houston astros is for the first time all year the Rangers fell out of the summer score. They had been in a playoff spot from May 30th all the way to September 5th. And then they fell off the boat right then and there, which means the only teams, only four teams in baseball have basically given their fan base in a way, a perfect summer where every single day after Memorial day, their team has been in position for a playoff spot. And those four teams are the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Atlanta Braves. Those are the only four teams that have been in a playoff position every single day since Memorial Day. Now, the uh, Rangers had come close. They had been perfect right until earlier this week, but then they fell off. The Astros are pretty close to perfect. There was a... On the period of time in the middle of June, where they missed a couple of games, like the middle of June and the end of June, they had fallen out of the uh, 
wild card. But by early July, they jump back in. They haven't looked back. Uh, the Mariners, who won today, we'll talk a little bit about that in segment two. They didn't break into being even the third wild card team until basically late August, mid to late August. And some teams had, you know, the some teams were early in the year found themselves in a playoff spot. The Angels, lest we forget, the Angels in mid-June until late June were a playoff team. Lest we forget the Pirates in early to mid-June were a playoff team. The Mets in early, you know, late May, early June were a playoff team. Those are long gone. And so now we're taking a look at the teams. And one reason why I do that is – Let's say let's take a look at the Rangers. Let's say the Rangers right now they have fallen out of a playoff spot, and the way they're pitching, I don't see them turning it around. This is a uh, beer and fried chicken, a la 2011 Red Sox pitching. It's tough to turn that ship around when it's a collective collapse in your pitching staff. But you can see that they're going to have a very high score because they've been in a playoff position for so long. But if they miss it. You could say, hey, they gave their fans a summer. It'd be pretty sad for the teams that had a super high score to fall short. Now, look at um, the the National League wild card, as we know, is remains razor thin. And I have to check it every single day and say, who's in it now? Who's in it now? And there's a change in it again uh, going into the you know, going into the 7th uh, of September. The Miami Marlins were the third wild card team. Well, today they're not going here. Going to going into the eighth, they're no longer because the the Marlins were looking to finish a sweep of the LA Dodgers. And you know, give the Marlins credit. Give the Marlins credit. A lot of stuff is being thrown at them. You know, they are a team that look at. I picked them to win the division because I thought they were. I thought they had the pitching to do it. But not everyone. I I picked them to be a wild card team. I should say. But you know, a lot of people weren't, and I knew that it was a bit of a a bit of a, a gutsy pick to have me put them in as one of the playoff teams. But you know, they're hanging on; they're hanging on for dear life. And they also got some two really, really bad pieces of news that uh, both Sandy Alcantara, who has pitched very well after the All Star break, and Jorge Soler, who at least the first half of the season was a home run machine. They're both going on the IL. Now look at the injured list is only 10 games, but there's only 20 something games left. And, you know, a lot of times when someone goes on it, it's not like, okay, 10 games. It's not like, it's not like a penalty in hockey. Like you go into the penalty box and then 10 minutes later, you come out, you still got to show that you can be healthy. And if we're going down a stretch run this tight and you take your ACE, and the person won the Cy Young Award last year, and you have a guy who you know is one of their biggest home run threats, and you put them in, you got to think there's something serious going on with that injury instead of playing through it. But either way, they were looking to complete a, uh, a sweep of Los Angeles, and I was making a joke yesterday that with the injuries that they've had, Kershaw only went five innings the other day. Lance Lynn looked bad, and I couldn't pronounce uh, Ryan Pepio's name. I, I didn't, I had never said his name out loud before. And I was, I kind of was like, oh boy, you know, we, you know, what hope do the LA Dodgers have on a critical game like this where they're handing the ball over 
to, you know, 26 year old Ryan Papio, who was about to make only his second start of the season and only his ninth start of his entire career. He made seven starts last year. He pitched well. He's pitched well this year, but you know, come on, we're not talking about we're talking about someone you got. Are you going to hand the ball to someone who's making who was going into tonight's game making his fifth appearance of the year? His, you know, he had only thrown fourteen innings all season long, and you're going to be talking about are you going to hand the ball over to him to play in a in a uh, postseason game? Well, if today was any indication, uh, that's great news. Because Pepio, with a with a lot of help from the Dodger defense, the Dodger infield defense was tremendous tonight. But Pepio took a perfect game into the seventh inning and gave the Dodgers exactly what they needed, especially after the first two games where it seems so many things went wrong. Pepio pitched seven innings. He only left the one hit in the seventh inning. Didn't walk anybody, struck out three, and the Dodgers got, you know, Smith had a big game. Uh, Rojas made some great, de- had some great defense and hit a key triple. Uh, Taylor hit a big home run. Uh, you know, it was it was one nothing going to the fifth with, uh, who was starting for the Marlins? It was, uh, Garnett was starting for the Marlins. And, you know, it was kind of an opener situation, I think, because he was taken out in the fourth in a one nothing game. But uh, as it turned out, the final score was 10 nothing. The Dodgers just pounced all over Miami's bullpen. And look at Pepio, if they give him a start, this may be a situation where maybe having someone that hasn't been scouted to hell, hasn't had lots of uh, uh, games that you can count on left and right, uh, to go pitch in a wild card game and a, a, a division series situation um, may not be the worst thing in the world, especially, okay, you're going to probably start Kershaw game one. Uh, Urias is obviously not a factor anymore, but Bobby Miller pitched well the other day. And Pepio, you have these two guys who are what, 26, 20, 25, 26 years old without a whole hell of a lot of experience. And you give them the ball. I don't know. Maybe it's a situation like Michael Waka in 2013, where he had virtually no experience and he went on being the National Championship Series most valuable player and pitching the Cardinals to the World Series in 2013. I don't know. Neither do you. But there have been situations where pitchers, without a whole hell of a lot of experience, have come in, got that postseason start, and has helped out well. If if today was any indication. And this is against a Marlins team. Yes, Solari has been injured, but the Marlins have been hitting pretty darn well. Chaz Chisholm, the uh, Chisholm, 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 the other day, who acts well in that commercial. You know, Burgers been hitting home runs. You know, they've been getting some. They've been getting big key hits um, from uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Arise obviously has been there. You know, Bell has gotten some hits, and to, to totally shut down that offense, it's not the worst thing in the world. And so, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the Dodger injuries, but I would feel pretty good if the Dodgers, if you're going to hand the ball to Pepio, because who knows? Maybe someone who is brand new to the game, to the major league level, that may be the route to go. 
You know what I'm wearing right now? You can't tell because it's from here up. I'm wearing pants. And I'm always wearing pants whenever I do the podcast. But let me tell you something. I like to have the pants that make you feel great. And that brings us to Bird Dog. Now, look at Bird Dogs. They have the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, through the leg. Gives me that sculpted look. And look at, I actually have, my legs are all right. You know, I don't skip leg day. But they look fantastic in the Bird Dogs. And you know what? They, they do basically the same thing as Lululemon, except they fit so much better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made out of a stiff, restricting cotton. Now, look at You want the pants that feel great, make you look great. And do you know what? They've got a cloud knit fabric, so, uh, knit fabric that looks and feels like khaki, but stretches. So you, it fits your body in a terrific way. And it uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. They're functional for all occasions. I wear them at work. I wear them to play. I wear them when I take my dog for a walk. I wear them to the ballpark. It's all pretty great. And tell you what, if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout, you'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Look great. Stay hydrated. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. Let me tell you, we promise you. All right. Well, look at the Dodgers got a nice little boost from that. And I, I, I right now, I do think that you are going to see the Dodgers as, you know, one of the favorites to go for it. I think the Braves have to be considered the favorite to win the National League pennant right now. And I, we're going to have Chuck Freeman on in a show very soon. Where we're going to talk about the Brewers' chances. Brewers are going to go off facing the New York Yankees, who have been on a tear since they gave up. They've been on a tear since bringing up the young kids and playing the best players in their system. Learn lessons, folks. And they got all the way back above 500. Now, Carlos Rodon, who, let's face it, has been a bust of a move for the for the Yankees. Not bust a move, but bust of a move for the Yankees. He got clobbered by the Detroit Tigers. So the Yankees could not finish that sweep. But they're going to go face the uh, Brewers. And the Brewers, I do think, could take advantage of a weaker Dodger rotation unless those kids pick it up. Now, um, as it stands right now, the Marlins lost that game and they lost those players that I mentioned. And the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, got a couple of home runs from Tommy Pham. And uh, it was the, it was uh, Lawler's, there's the big uh, uh, third base prospect, his um, first appearance as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're just calling up the kids and they are getting rid of some of the veterans. And one of the veterans they got rid of, I'm not going to lie to you, it makes me kind of sad when I saw he was designated for assignment was um, Nick Ahmed. 
And I'll tell you why I'm a little sad that he got designated for assignment. Not, not the least of which is the fact that he went to the University of Connecticut, which is my mom's alma mater. Uh, not the least is the fact that he is a fellow native New Englander. Uh, but he was someone who came up as a member of the Diamondbacks. He was part of the trade, the Justin Upton trade. When Justin Upton, who was supposed to be the biggest star in the history of the Diamondbacks, and he had some wonderful years with Arizona, but they traded uh, uh, Upton and Chris Johnson to Atlanta, and they got a bunch of players back, including Brandon Drury, including Martin Prado, and including uh, Nick Ahmed. And he was he came up as a Diamondback, so I guess he's not technically a homegrown Diamondback because he was drafted by Atlanta, but. He wound up doing, he played 10 years as a Diamondback. He gave the Diamondbacks a decade. And along the way, he won a couple of gold gloves. He had a couple of seasons where he hit a lot of home runs. And he was part of that Diamondbacks team that got to the division series in 2017. They wound up losing to LA. And that was the the one year where um, J.D. Martinez was on the team. Uh, But they had them, you know, they're the, Diamondbacks are doing that move where they're saying, let's just, let's bring up all of our young players. When it's this razor thin, like yesterday, the Marlins were in the spot. Today, the Diamondbacks are in the spot. There's, in a couple of days, we'll be in mid-September. There's only 20-some-odd games left. Every single game counts. And if you can get just a tiny bit better saying goodbye to a beloved veteran and putting that young player in, I'm sorry, Nick Ahmed, but, you know, they're, they're trying to win something right now. And Ahmed just no longer has it. I, I have a thing about a player, if you play 10 years with one team, you really can't ask anymore, either from the team or from the player. If the player wants to explore free agency after 10 years, you can't really blame them. If the team says, hey, you've been with us 10 years, it's time to move on, you can't blame them there either. So I'm glad Nick Ahmed got his 10 years with the uh, the Diamondbacks, but – you know, it's, it, it'd be nice to see him there if they ever win it all. But that being said, uh, I, I think it's a smart move. Now, meanwhile, the Rays wound up going head-to-head with the Seattle Mariners in the not quite as tight, but still pretty tight uh, American League wild card. I say not quite as tight because at this time, uh, both Tampa and Seattle are in wild card positions. Uh, and as of right now, it's Texas and Toronto who are the ones who could leapfrog each other. Um, but this is still a situation where Tampa versus Seattle could be an opening series. That's what I'm calling. I'd rather call it the opening series than the wild card series because Minnesota is not going to be a wild card. But I digress. In the wild card series round, as of right now, it would be Tampa Bay versus Seattle. And today, if this is the way the series is going to turn out, yes, please. Yes, please. It was the final was one nothing. Um, Littell lost the game for Tampa, but did he? He pitched very well. Uh, Castillo pitched great. Castillo is pitching like an ace these days. It's good news for the Mariners, especially if they can find a way to climb over the Houston Astros. Castillo pitched six shutout innings, uh, struck out eight along the way. Campbell, Brock, and Munoz all did the job out of the bullpen. Uh, in the one nothing game, the only run came on a hit by Ford, and uh, the uh, 
the Rays got uh, eight strong innings from Littell. We allowed only one run. So, you know, the, the Rays lost the game. But with a pitcher like Littell pitching that well, um, you know, that, that, that's got to feel good for Tampa Bay, knowing you can rely on your pitching, especially a day after Tyler Glasnow pitched like an ace against Boston. You know, this is Tampa Bay's window of opportunity. I know Baltimore looks really good, and I know Oriole fans get on me thinking that I'm not respecting their team. I am. I am. I think they're vulnerable, but they could also win the pennant. Right now, I think Houston is the best team in terms of set, not in terms of win-loss record. I understand that, but in a short series, the way they're playing right now and their pedigree, uh, that means something to me. But Tampa Bay can pitch, and they're showing they can pitch. And even a day like today, you have your starting pitcher go eight strong innings. You haven't worn out that bullpen, and you're going to go into that second game. I'm feeling good for both of those teams, for Seattle and for Tampa Bay. They're showing that they can pitch. Now, let me just go, because there's one other thing I want to bring up in the third segment, but uh, I got to I forgot to do this little bit of business, and that is uh, to go over the trivia question. Uh, we did get someone to do the trivia question correctly, and the question was, um, which team uh, – wait, I got the right one right. Yeah, which – what are the only two franchises – in baseball to have never have had a league championship series MVP. A couple of you got it right. And I'm going to call out uh, Jared Slatke who got it right. Um, One of them is this team, the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners have never been in a world series. They've never won a league championship series. They're still looking. They're the only franchise in baseball who has never appeared in a world series. However, and so they've never had a league championship series MVP. However, the other franchise to have never had a league championship series MVP are the Milwaukee Brewers. And the reason why they've never had a league championship series MVP is they've only been, well, they've only been the league championship series three times in their history. They've only won the league championship series once. They went to the World Series in 1982. At the time, they were an American League team and they defeated the California Angels to go to the World Series in 82. However, even though the Brewers won the league championship series, the MVP was Fred Lynn of the California Angels, who had an unbelievable series in a losing cause. Now, look at I kind of always think you should give the MVP of the series to a player on the winning team because they're the ones who help them get over the top. But there have been instances where it has made sense. Mike Scott winning the MVP for the 86 Astros, even though the Mets won the series, that made sense. Mike Scott had a couple complete game victories. And the fact that he was scheduled to start game seven of the World Series kind of loomed like a specter over the entire series. And that's one reason why that game was so critical. Uh, Barry Bonds, I think, should have won the World Series MVP in 2002. They gave it to Troy Glaus, who had a fabulous series, but Bonds played on a different level. And again, he 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 was like a, a a specter over the entire series. So, but the answer to that, and a couple of you did get it right, uh, Jared Slatke, I'm calling you out. The Mariners and the Brewers are the only two franchises to have never have had a league championship series most valuable player.
All right, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. Wait, where did the thing go? Uh, fan, I'm sorry, folks. Let's go to FanDuel. FanDuel's got to be thrilled with me right now. That's right. It is currently the NFL season. I believe it starts tonight. That's how closely I follow this thing. And you can get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get a $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, it's the official partner of the National Football League. FanDuel. Sorry about that little... uh, tiny video technical problem I had right there. I'm my own producer and talent at the same time. And sometimes I can minority report it right, but sometimes you can't. Hey, uh, I want to just bring up one quick thing that I saw on Twitter. I I can't pretend that I've done the, the greatest amount of research on it, but I saw a bunch of things pointing out that baseball is trying to come up with, uh, it's trying to fix or figure out what to do about waiver rules and trying there was an article uh by mike uh axes of uh, uh cbs sports forgive me if i'm uh pronounce his name wrong they had a panel of experts talking about how do you adjust the waiver wire rules so we don't have a situation like we had the other the other week where the angels just took a lot of their players who they didn't need anymore they couldn't trade away dumped them all on waivers and turned it into a, like a potential feeding frenzy of which Cleveland swallowed them all up. And how do we avoid that in the future? Uh, later, they're going to uh, go over a article where how do we avoid people having popcorn and soda and treats at the movies? And how do we take away the joy of an Easter egg hunt or opening presents on Christmas. What are we talking about here? Why would you want to discourage that? Why would you want to discourage having a team dump a lot of players into the waiver wire pool the day before the uh, the it's the cutoff of postseason baseball? That was fun. And even though it ended weird with the with Cleveland gobbling them all up and it not really working because they all got their butts kicked by Minnesota, wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun that the Angels said, well, we're dead. Let's throw the bodies over the side and see what happens. And the possibility of the Sharks looking up and like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I thought that was fun as hell. Normally at that point in August, you're like, well, there's nothing more we could do. Not make any more trades. You can add someone if you want, but no one's going to make a trade. So there you go. No. If if it had worked, then it would have been fantastic. But even then, just having having that conversation, having that spark of interest, figuring out who's going to, who's what, 
No, in fact, I would find ways to encourage it. Find ways to encourage it that if you dump certain number of players at you know at a certain time, then you know you that you could it's like a tax deduction on your luxury tax or something. And then you make it so you also make a rule that you know if you acquire if you if you uh, pick up a player if you claim someone on waivers then you have to go to the back of the line so then you move it up so you say oh wow we could get this guy we could get Lopez we get someone like that we get Giolito we could get uh, you know Grichik or whomever and all of a sudden it's like okay are you going to claim him are you going to claim him and look at it's all artificial anyway it's all fake anyway waivers and trade deadlines and everything like that it's all artificial and isn't it more interesting like ooh, who's gonna get him who's gonna get that it's like it's 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 playing a, a game of of you know of trading baseball cards why would we discourage that yeah it's embarrassing to see the angels dumping players and everything like that but the angels are embarrassing anyway and by the way um i'm prepping there's gonna be a whole episode i'm doing this weekend where I'm responding to Angel fans who have been writing to me in droves and apparently think I have either have something against them or, you know, trying to say that uh, trading Otani would have solved all their problems. It wouldn't have, nor did I ever say that. I'm saying it would have solved some problems, and solving some problems is better than solving no problems. You see that math? And anyway, I also have a bunch of new things I'm going to hang up in the wall behind me. I'm going to try to create some sort of Sgt. Pepper album cover of stuff behind me. And uh, I'm going to have some fun this weekend hanging some stuff up. But no, let's not discourage waiver dumps. Encourage them. Let's not stop the feeding frenzy. Let's make it continue. What is this nonsense that we're talking about here? Let's go. Let's go. And did I mention... Let's go. I want to see more stuff like that. More teams dumping it and say, well, we couldn't trade these players away. Who wants them? Who wants them? Jump ball. I say go for it. Now, I'm going to do a piece of trivia. And I got this piece of trivia from this wonderful book. It's Day in Baseball History. Um, And this is the day. Today is the eighth day of September 2023. And some of you may know that that is the day that uh, Mark McGuire hit a 62nd home run in 1998. And I don't belittle that. For so many people, that's what brought them back into baseball. That's what brought people back to baseball. Was it phony? Was it was it uh, steroid-induced? Sure. But so what? It got people back into baseball. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for McGuire and Sosa being in the Hall of Fame. They helped save the game. Uh, and I was there. I was at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York that night, and we were all, uh, I think I remember being down in the green room watching it along with comedian Dana Eagle, a good friend of mine at the time and this wonderful comic, watching Mark McGuire. Mark, Dana Eagle didn't care a lick about baseball, and she was jumping up and down when Mark McGuire hit that home run. So don't tell me it was all fake. That was real. Now, today is also the anniversary of another player breaking the single-season home run record. That would be George Herman Ruth. And in 1919, George Herman Ruth of the Boston Red Sox passed Buck Freeman for the single-season home run record. My trivia question is this. 
What home run, what was the number that Babe Ruth hit to pass Chuck Freeman to set the single-season home run record back in 1919 before Babe Ruth would break his own single-season record many times over? Follow me at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram and put your notes there, put your answers there, or down here in YouTube. And please hit subscribe. And for those of you who like to follow this podcast over the weekend, I'm doing some more podcasts over the weekend. For those of you who like to catch up over the weekend, think I do too much. Sorry, I just like doing them over the weekend. So we're going to have some fun. A lot of games coming up and the pennant races are coming to fruition. So talking about a near perfect game, a one nothing game, and the desire to have players dumped how much fun that can be. This has been Locked On MLB for the eighth day of September 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.